To the What Is Life podcast. Yes, it's your boy, your host, Sensei Spee's in the building. Yes, Mr. Cronkite himself. Back at you with another episode, season two, episode 27. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for making the What Is Life podcast part of your daily routine, your evening routine, whenever, wherever. However you're choosing to listen to this podcast right now, I just want to say thank you. I love you. And without you, you already know this moment in time, this experience that we're sharing, this space that we're creating would not even exist without you. It would not even be real without you. Like, real shit. I don't know how many times I can express that, but I'm going to continue to let it be known. There is no What Is Life podcast without you. And shout out to Pal Pullin for always pulling up. He has still yet to miss an episode of season two. And we are 27 shows in. So shout out to Pal for that. And shout out to you wherever you're at in the world. When you look at life from an energy perspective, it really starts to get fascinating. Now, if you adhere to Einstein's law of conservation, you know that energy cannot be created or destroyed. So that leads one to infer that energy can only be simply rearranged, reshaped, Energy transforms. And we see that. We see that when potential energy turns into kinetic energy. Everything moves, everything vibrates, nothing rests. Everything has an origin, a starting point. And then it has a completion point. And then the completion leads to a new start. And you can see how the role or the theory of evolution comes into play. Simply due to this infinite time loop that we're living in. Now, if energy cannot be created or destroyed, when we look at the body, we see the body as aging. We know the body is aging. It's what every single being on this planet has in common. 
doesn't matter if you're a tree, an ant, a worm, a butterfly, a blade of grass, right? Everything is aging. So we know this body is not permanent. We know that the cells, the organs, the glands that lie within us, we know that they are all aging. Now, the functions that lies within each being has the potential to flourish as it gains age. Like wine, if you will, if you're a wine drinker, some wines may taste better if it's aged properly. And children who are aged properly between the years zero through seven, you can kind of see the trajectory of how their future is going to play out. Chest off the traits and qualities and habits and mindset that they were able to establish in those first day, in those first seven years while the brain was in that hypnosis theta state. But just like anything in life, we all have the potential to change. And change is nonstop. So we know the body is going to eventually disintegrate. Some say turn into dust, if you will. I mean, there are several different options that we can do with the body. We can mummify the body. We can bury the body. We can cremate the body. There's so many different types of ways to dispose of the human body. But somehow, some way, it all is being recycled. Somehow, some way. I don't have the answers of how, but we know somehow, some way is being it's it's being put somewhere. So even after life here on earth, the body is still serving its purpose. Because the illusion is that it's destroyed, but the energy is mostly scattered. Like when we get a haircut, that just because the hair is off our head doesn't mean that it's not vibrating. That hair goes somewhere. I don't know where that hair goes. 
but the hair goes somewhere. Just like the water we've been drinking. I do believe in the water cycle, the water system. If you are knowledgeable of how precipitation works, you know that this water's been around from millions and millions and millions of years. Some say we're drinking the same water as the dinosaurs drank. If you were to ask Bill Nye, the science guy, I guarantee you he'd tell you that. I guarantee you he'd tell you that. And when we look over time, right? We see the different species that have walked this land before us, whether it be dinosaurs, titans, cavemen. I mean, not too long ago, the Native Americans and the different cultures that reigned over Mexico and Central America, they were running, they were running all this. They were running the Americas, the Americas that we know today. So we all have an origin. We all have a starting point. And that starting point That is what we know as the zero dimension. Now, in a zero dimension, we are shapeless. We cannot travel up or down. Essentially, you're stuck. It's like you're unconscious. But once you gain that consciousness that, hey, I'm alive, that's when you step into the first dimension. Now, in the first dimension, you are no longer a dot. You start to realize that you are able to travel. So you begin your journey. So you begin your march. You're walking down your path. You're walking down that line. And the first dimension, you can only go a straight line. You can only travel from left to right. And this is where we start to become conditioned that time is linear. You've realized that you are able to create space. You are realize you're realizing that you are able to go to new destinations. You realize that if I go this path. Time progresses. 
within this confined space that I'm in. All of this becomes clear to us in the first dimension. This is where we become conscious of the self and try to discover who we are and our self-identity. Now, since the zero dimension is fixed in form, you can see the parallel that the zero dimension and this human body has in common. The body that is on this earth that we inhabit is fixed but we are a soul we know that we are shapeless we know that we are energy therefore we cannot be destroyed so once this body diminishes we know that we are able to travel to a new destination we are able to inhibit a new vessel to experience a new life completely unknown, uncomprehendable to this life that we're living now. But if we're not aware of this knowledge of how to travel through the dimensions, if we don't, if we're not aware that we are multidimensional beings, then we end up in this cycle of the human experience when we can be experiencing different levels of vibrations and consciousness on a different plane. Now, in the first dimension is where habit building lives. We know this by how each day is pretty much habitual. The sun is going to come up. It's going to go down. The moon is going to go through its phases. And in each month, there's going to be a full moon. There's going to be a new moon. These are things that we know. It's just law. This cycle has continued before us, and it will continue after us until the earth is done and has aged and has reached its completion of self-existence and experience before it transitions into its next phase. Through building habits, we train the subconscious. So, In the first dimension, as you can see, there's a lot of training going on because as you're journeying to a new path, right, when you get to one point to the next point, you've covered quite a bit of ground. You've covered way more ground than you ever would have thought being in the first dimension before you began the waking up process. Once there's a certain amount of consciousness 
and the first dimension that is developed when you travel from left to right. Naturally, you evolve and you start creating other paths that go from left to right. And then this is when you're introduced to the second dimension once you connect those dots, whether it be a triangle or a square or a rectangle, doesn't matter because it has no volume. It only has length. It only has width. That's it. That's all that exists in the second dimension. But since you learned so much in the first dimension, learned how to go from point A to point B, you are able to beautifully execute going from point A to point B, going from point B to point C to point C to point D, and then from point D back to A. You are conscious of that now. You're aware of that now. And building these structures starts to become second nature. And while we're in the second dimension, we see that the subconscious is being further and further and further conditioned. After we've realized that we are in the second dimension, we start to see that we are in control of this fixed vessel that we're in. And now that we are aware that we have the ability to travel, we start to see the duality in life. We clearly see that there is two poles, a start point, an end point, and the space in between. This can also be defined as the past and the present. So, since we're reflecting off our past actions, we know that we are able to start creating structures if we can go in a straight line from left to right. What's stopping you from going in a straight line from up and down, north and south? That's what a thinking person, a conscious person, would try to do. And since the body, meaning us, is already conditioned and already programmed to create a straight line, we know that a straight line can go in different directions. So in the 2D realm of reality, that's why you see a lot of length times width. You see a lot of those structures. You don't see volume in 2D creations. That's why I don't understand the flat earth theory. Like, how can you think the earth is flat when you can 
dig into this earth and clearly see that it is filled. There is volume, there is density and mass to this earth. But when you look into the cosmos, like imagine looking into the cosmos, not knowing what we know today. I mean, I could understand why certain people could think the earth was flat. Because when I look at the sun, it looks flat. When I look at the moon, it looks flat. And whenever the moon is full or when it's waning or waxing or when it's a crescent, when certain parts of it is illuminated, it still looks flat. When people made those constellations in the stars, they literally used their imagination. But they also paid attention to how, and we still do pay attention, still do pay attention to how the planets are moving, the stars are moving, these constellations are moving. But just off first glance, first thought after consuming what the moon looks like, I would have said, hey, if the moon's flat, then this earth's got to be flat. I don't know. Sounds kind of ignorant saying that out loud. I just don't understand how people think the earth is flat when you can literally, you know, it has volume. Everything that we see in this earth in our perspective has volume. It all had to be raised up though from the 2D realm, right? That's why consciousness is raised through each realm through each dimension but the principles still stay the same to make things concrete here in this world that we're in our mind finds it hard to perceive life outside of the 3d realm of reality it can understand the first dimension it can understand the second dimension and it can clearly flourish in the third dimension in the second dimension, we are introduced to the space-time continuum. We realize that life is a reflection. And since we are all energy and a collection of photons, and since we can all emit and reflect light, here is where we are introduced into the realm of illusions. Here is how we can understand how life is all just an illusion. We will get more into that now as we step into the third dimension. I say this because when you look in the first dimension, you can only go from left to right, from point to point. But in the second dimension, when you make a structure like a square or even a circle, for instance, or a triangle. Each side mirrors its opposite. And I don't know if you've ever looked at yourself in the mirror, but you have two eyes, right? When you look into your eyes, you can see yourself in the mirror. 
But if you look into yourself's eyes that are in the mirror, there is another person in those eyes. And if you look into that person's eyes in the mirror, that is of the other person, you will find a third person that is also you. So if you look into that third person's eyes that you see in the mirror, you'll see another and you can see the continuum happening. It doesn't stop, but it's being projected from the one source, which is you. So in the second dimension, you can start to see how the structures that you are making subconsciously will start to come to fruition in the third dimension once you start putting more focus, more energy into these two-dimensional shapes so you can raise it from its lower nature. Now in the third dimension, this is the 3D realm of reality electromagnetic holographic earth made up of photons, protons, electrons, neutrons, all that. We are living in it. We are living in these waves. We are living in these vibrations. We love this 3D realm of reality because we can see, we can feel, we can taste, we can touch. And we also have the other senses like our intuition, our clairvoyancy, right? Some of us are telepathic. We have the other senses that we're tapped into. And some of us are just stuck to the five. And that's okay. We all are here to evolve at our own rate. But this 3D realm of reality makes it hard to conceptualize sometimes the other dimensions, the higher dimensions, the f- like the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth dimension. Here is where we learn that this realm of reality is dealing with space, it's dealing with time, and it's dealing with gravity. The beauty with gravity is As you use the law of attraction, you are able to draw in energy, whether it be positive or negative, into you, thanks to gravity. The force that is constantly being applied to this earth. The force that is keeping us grounded. The force... That if we were weak enough, we could probably be a 2D platform or a 2D creature. But here's where we see the past, the present, and the future. We're able to explore this trinity. And we're able to manipulate the three layers of consciousness, the unconscious, the subconscious, and the conscious. 
each three exist. Well, I shouldn't say each three exist in the higher realms. It is where all physical manifestation happens. So for a lot of us, we have to see it to believe it. And that's where we find the difference between people who have hope, people who are hopeless, people who have faith, and people who lack faith. When this life that we're living, the fact that we're simply existing is a fucking miracle when you think about it. When you think about the journey, the level of awareness and consciousness that it even takes to get to this 3D realm of reality. It's not for the faints of hearts. Being able to experience one another, being able to influence one another, all knowing that our energy is being drawn from the same source. It's truly magnificent. It's truly magnificent. Here is where we see how our actions make an impact. Here is where we see the events unfold. And we can see and map out the chain of events that has transpired to lead us to where we're at in this point in time right now. We just have to always be aware and be mindful of the fact that the future is now. All of our actions, they are being written every single second, every single breath that we take. That's what's scary about existing and realizing and being conscious enough to know that, hey, I exist. I am real. What am I here to do with my life? What am I doing with my life? What more do I want to do with my life? How much longer am I going to live in this life? As you're contemplating all of that, time is still moving forward. Now in the fourth dimension, things start to get more fun. You start to realize that life is multiple realities. Life is full of possibilities. You're able to better manipulate energy. You can focus and better break down the illusions of what happened in the past. And you can build better illusions that are better suited for you and your future. And I keep using the word illusion because there are so many different 
versions of ourselves existing in this reality right now in the 3D realm, all because of the space-time continuum. Every person that you meet is going to have a different perspective of you. It doesn't matter if they all say you're nice. They're all going to have different reasons for why you're nice. It doesn't matter if you're a shitty person. They're all going to have their own reason as to why you're a shitty person. So naturally, not everybody's going to love you. And not everybody is going to hate you. That's why it's so important not to get caught up in the criticism of others. Yet it's still so important for us to share what we know, to share our creations, to share our art. Because you're either influencing or you're being influenced. When you're participating in this world drama, when you're participating in this 3D realm of reality, you start to see yourself as a creator, not just as somebody who is existing. Thanks to the possibilities and the realities that you can explore in the 4D realm. Now, the 4D realm is more mental than anything. That is an introduction into the imaginative state. Now, since we're dealing with influence, right, this deals with different emotions. It deals with different spirits. And that's when we step into the fifth dimension, the spirit realm. Now, in the fourth dimension, you are able to time travel. You are able to go back to that first dimension and go through the different timelines of the different possibilities that you could possibly have, that you can possibly do. But the only way that any of your ideas come to life is through your actions in the 3D realm. Now, back to the fifth dimension, the spirit world. In the spirit world, this is where you find the power of choice. This is where you find the power of discipline. Why? Because you are able to clearly see now. You really have the clarity to live out different careers in this one life. Like you can really be a singer, a painter, uh, accountant, all in one. I mean, look at Superman. He was Clark Kent by day, but when it was time to go save some lives, step into that phone booth, Superman is alive. You know what I mean? Throw away the suit and tie. You are able to see the different versions of yourself. But you cannot meet the different versions of yourself. There's no shortcut. If you want to meet that version that you see in your mind, 
You got to work towards it every day. You got to make sure those timelines are running co-current. You got to keep up with yourself. And a lot of us, we have so many great ideas that we don't act on that we feel so overwhelmed when it's finally time to act because we're like, holy shit, we got so much to do. I have so much to do. Where do I even get started? And then you end up not making a decision. And you end up getting right back to square zero. In the zero dimension. All because you won't act. Now in the sixth dimension, that is when you realize and really overstand that you are the creator. You're not the prime creator yet, but you are a creator. You can will your thoughts into existence. You're very comfortable doing that. And you can go meet yourself, meet the different versions of yourself. Now, you can't do that physically, but you can do that astral, astrally. We all have astral bodies. We are all able to astral project. There are ways to leave this body and this waking life. But we're always tethered to it still because our contract here on earth is not up until this body says, hey, you can be free. So in this fifth dimension, we have to be careful of what spirits we're allowing in to our lives. Because if we're always operating out of desperation, out of fear, our thoughts are not going to be aligned with the actions that we are going to start to exhibit. You're going to say, hey, I don't want to act this, act like this. I don't want to do this. But the body is going to keep doing it because of the subconscious programming that the fear is playing. See, life is a, life is a movie, but there's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no cuts. There's, the director cannot yell break at any time. But he can bring in different producers to change your life. And spirits are like producers. You can call on them and they will come give you strength. But it's up to how disciplined you are to what you believe in, what you have faith in. Because right now we're, I barely touched on the first six dimensions and that's all I'm going to touch on because you can really do this shit. You can really time travel. You can really be all the things in this life that you want to be all because we are multidimensional beings that can never be destroyed. 
We've been here since the beginning of time. Just like the hairs that are cut off your body, just like the organs, like if you're an organ donor and you die, that energy is still alive. There's still genetic code that can be extracted because your DNA is in there. So don't think for a second that you're just a regular old human being. You're more than that. You're a transcendent being. You are a God in training. And that's all the time that we have for episode 27. If y'all want a part two to this where I explain or talk about the sixth dimension through the 13th dimension, let me know. Let me know. I know this one was a doozy to get through. If you made it this far, hey, you a real one for real. But it's important to realize the steps in this life when people talk about dimensions. Don't be afraid to do your travel and pick your paths and be the great architect that you're here to be. Now, if you haven't purchased your copy of A Love So Blind yet, I still don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I still think you like being used and abused by love. So that's your prerogative. Who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? When you are start, when you're ready to stop being abused by love, the book is there. Just go to Google, type in a love so blind and hey, you'll see it. Spencer Reed Pullen, Fluky Visions logo. You know, you're in the right place. Also, if you want some cool drip, some cool merch, check out www.spookyvisions.com. Get yourself hooked up that way. As always, it is your boy, your host, Sensei Speech, Mr. Cronkite himself. Stay tuned for episode 28.